Welcome to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, board-certified women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, welcome back to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley. I'm really excited to be joined today by Tara. And Tara is a body freedom coach, a personal trainer, a speaker, a writer, a mom, and a wife. And after spending most of her life trying to shrink her body and her voice, she's finally able to take up the space in the world that she has always been worthy of. Ooh, I love that. She coaches women with body image issues to discover that the magic they are looking for in the world actually lies within them. And she uses movement and mindset to help unlock the inner strength and power of her clients. So Tara, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to dive into this because I think this conversation applies to pretty much every woman in the world that I know. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. No one is exempt. That, that listens to this, especially in today's society. So, you know, as always, I, I really like to hear and I think my listeners appreciate just kind of hearing some of your story and how you got into doing what you do. And then we'll have this body image discussion. Yeah, for sure. So I, when I think about my story, I think back to um, a time when I was about eight or nine years old and I went swimming with all my friends and that was something we did in our little small town. Our parents dropped us off at the pool. So it was this sense of independence and freedom in our small town. And um, we, we always had the best time. It was just free and fun and easy and laughter and all the good things of childhood rolled into one. So I remember one particular evening and we were finished our swim and the teenage lifeguards were yelling us to get the heck out um, because, you know, teenagers have very important lives that they need to live. And we were in the shower and uh, playing, just continuing all the fun. We were playing with the bubbles. We had bubble hats and bubble beards and bubbles on our bellies and bubbles on our butts and we were laughing and it was this sort of magical childhood moment as you can imagine and slowly as I was rubbing bubbles on my belly I I remember this sort of calm coming over the change room and I I kind of opened my eyes and and looked around and saw that all of my friends were watching me rub bubbles on my belly and I was confused and I, I looked at my belly and then I kind of did a look around at all of theirs. And for the first time, probably ever, I realized that my body looked different than theirs. My body was bigger. It was uh, puffier. It was fluffier. Um, and it just, it just was different. And so I remember the heat coming into my cheeks, uh, the tears welling up a little bit, and I sort of turned myself around in the shower and got rid of my bubbles really quickly. Um, as I did that, my friends resumed their laughter and their play and their carefree fun. 
but I quickly washed the bubbles off and went into the change room, got dressed very quickly because in that moment, um, like everything I knew to be true had changed. I, for the first time ever realized that my body was different. And when you're eight or nine years old, different means bad. And so I immediately went to the place of something is wrong with me. Something is wrong with my body. It doesn't look right. It needs to be fixed. And such a small event became such a big piece of my story because once you believe something to be true, you find evidence for that truth everywhere. And so I spent the rest of my life believing that my body was wrong, my body was bad, um, bigger bodies were, were bad bodies. And I did anything and everything I could to shrink that body. I, I became a background effect in, in everywhere that I went. I became quiet, I became reserved because I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to be noticed because then other people would see that what I already knew that my body was different and my body was bad. And I, I spent a good chunk of, of that life trying to change it, dieting at a very young age. You know, I was athletic and I played sports, but I was bigger and the uniforms didn't always fit nicely. And so just that constant messaging and constant struggle with my body throughout my years um, into adulthood and it wasn't really until I had, I was pregnant with my second baby and I went to our ultrasound to find out the sex of the baby. And I told my husband, I, if it's a boy, I'm not going to be okay because we already had a very healthy toddler baby boy who was lovely and busy and full of life. And looking at who I had become and how I had let my body kind of get out of control. Um, I was afraid. I was afraid to be the sideline mom. I was afraid to be the snack mom. I wanted to play with my kids. I wanted to climb with my kids and throw a ball with my kids and run with my kids. And where I was in that moment, that would not have happened. And so my poor husband, we went to the ultrasound. And of course the text says, oh, congratulations. You have a healthy baby boy on the way. And I burst into ugly tears and cried like on the ultrasound table. And the, the tech, of course, like you heard me say healthy, right? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. I know I'm grateful. and I'm so happy, but I'm also really, really scared. And um, so I kind of, in that moment, made a promise to myself that I would make some changes. And when my second son was born, happy and healthy, um, like three months after he was born, which I know now is not the best thing for anyone, I hired a personal trainer who came, yeah, who came to my home. She was amazing. She was, she was a real human. She was like, she looked like me. She had kids like me. She was, you know, she understand my urge to eat McFlurries rather than work out. And she just seemed to really get it. And, and she coached me um, through part of that health journey that I really needed to go on. And uh, with her support and with her help, I did lose a significant amount of weight. And as we imagine, 
that's the goal. Let's get small and then we're healthy and then we're better and better mom, better wife and better human. And the day that I met my goal weight, I remember stepping on the scale, seeing the number and absolutely nothing happened. The skies did not open up, the angels did not sing, and I got off the scale and went to my bathroom mirror and still thought, ugh. Mm-hmm. And that's when I knew that my body was not the problem. My body was not wrong. My body was not bad. I had some mental and emotional work that I needed to do in order to live the life that I thought being a certain weight would allow me to live. But it wasn't about the weight. And that's when I learned that. And that's when I embarked on the real journey of helping women access fitness, access movement, um, but also to coincide the mindset piece and to to marry those two pieces so that other people could find the same level of body freedom that I came to find. And it's so important. And I know you listened, I've done some solo shows on, on kind of the body image conversation, but mm-hmm. you know, for so many of us, it has nothing to do with what size you are. Like we, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about how we view ourselves and we're not going to change that by making it like, and some of you will listen to this and be like, yeah, right. You know, once I, right? once I hit yeah. this way, I'm going to be fine. And like, we're here to tell you from experience, it's not how this works. <laughs> like, no. don't compare yourself. You will still judge. You will still think I'm so fat looking in the mirror until you really got to work on yourself. So, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and one is exempt. All sizes, all shapes, all yeah. colors. We're, we're in it. Yeah. Doesn't matter where you're starting from, where you're at. Like, this yeah. is the conversation you need to engage in. So, I'm really excited that we're having yeah. this one. Um, and I've, I've had another woman on the show that I think my favorite quote that she shared was you can't hate your body into submission. You know, right. you can figure out how to get some weight off and whatnot, but until you learn to really love and accept yourself, mm-hmm. it's not going to last. We'll put it that way. No. It's not yeah. anything. So, so for you, I, I get that there was a shift that you recognized like, Oh, this is actually in my I don't want to say it's in our head because it's one that I feel like we're, we're right. taught that, but you know, it's about something deeper than just what's on the physical appearance. So what were the things that you kind of found you were able to implement to just take yourself to that place of freedom and not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, there's no easy fix, unfortunately. And um, obviously, there's still days that I that I struggle with body image, even though I do feel very comfortable and confident in my skin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have found some tools that are really helpful and have really changed the way I see myself and the way I present to the world. Um, the very first thing that I worked on was my language. I have a background as an English teacher, so words are really important to me. I value them and I I love them and adore them. And the words that I was saying to myself on a regular basis were absolutely horrifying, absolutely horrifying. And I went through an exercise where I had to write those words down on a piece of paper, and then I had to say them out loud to someone else. And it it was devastating. 
like I just felt so gross that I would act like, and the person knew this was not about them. These were my words. These were, and, but it was, it, it was terrible. It was, I just cried through the whole thing because you, I would never say those words to another human, not ever. And so the first thing I started to work on was the language that I was using. And I didn't jump from like, you gross to, I love all my cellulite. I didn't, I didn't try that because that's not going to be helpful. Um, I, I went slowly, you know, I, I found parts of me that I could be grateful for that I found helpful in my day-to-day life that I understood what power they brought to me and how I could use those parts of my body to be a productive human and how grateful I was that I had those parts and slowly from gratitude we go into kind of this acceptance phase. Um, And then, you know, there are days that I actually really do like my cellulite and I think my butt is phenomenal. And, you know, I, I hated my legs for a very long time and now I'm like so proud of those suckers. (laughs) I just think they're amazing. (laughs) So, but I didn't get there overnight. I obviously it, it took some time and, and some changing and just focusing in on that language and what you're putting out into the world. So that that's the biggest one for me is the language piece. I think that's so important. And I've, I've tried to talk about that in the past because, well, and I just used one of the words I hate, which is try. Yeah. Yeah, there's certain <laughs> things that we have to take out of our vocabulary just because there's no power inside of mm-hmm. that like well I'm gonna try to do this I'm like no just freaking do it <laughs> like, let's do it I'm doing this thing let's be yes. like Nike but not really um <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you know I think that's really key and important and powerful and I love that idea of actually verbalizing like our internal mm-hmm. dialogue to someone else that sounds yeah. incredibly confronting but like there's probably no better way to get yourself to really realize how yeah I guess horrible it is, but also how it affects you. You know, they've done studies with, I don't know if you've seen the studies with there's plants. They did this, I think somewhere in Europe, but where like everyone kind of bullied this one plant and then everyone spoke really loving things to another plant. And the one that had loving and nothing else was different. The one that had loving stuff spoken like thrived and the other one died. Right. Like that should tell us something about how this. Completely. Yes, it definitely should. And um, the, the saying it out loud piece was really important for me. Um, and it, I know people are a bit weird about talking to themselves in the mirror, but, um, and sometimes I didn't even believe what I was saying and that's okay. You don't necessarily need to believe it yet, but you need to say it out loud. And the more you say it, the more you start to believe it. And the more you believe it, the more you find proof of it. And then the cycle just continues. And, suddenly you've created this positive language sequence around your body. And that's so much better and more fun. Yeah. 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 And that's where the true access to, I mean, you're not only stepping into the power of who you really are and just, you know, finding your worth and your value because you have it in much bigger amounts than I think any of us recognize or give ourselves credit for. Um, But, you know, you're, you're kind of creating this cocoon of like, infinite possibility for yourself it's kind of cool it is it's super cool and to see that beginning not to the end but the beginning to the 
to the middle and on and on journey for someone is uh, so amazing to watch and see. And when people start to um, overcome that negative body talk and embrace their body and then start to discover some of the really cool things that their body can actually do that they never imagined their body could do, that then translates into their lives and they go out in the world and do things in the world that they never imagined were possible because they've unlocked that inner magic, that inner power that that they've had inside them all the time. They just hid because they didn't think their body was good enough. Yeah. 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 And I think that's a really powerful and important conversation because when you were sharing, you know, I was thinking back to my own own journey because I've struggled with I, I finally like just this year admitted like oh I've struggled with body image for <laughs> forever and I'm like let's talk about this but um you know how we hide as women and I think a lot of it has to do with this body image conversation like it's it's what keeps us and there's another piece of it of where um and I've dealt with this because I deal with a lot of or not deal with but work with a lot of women who've experienced some significant trauma. And I think trauma can be defined in any way, but especially in the native populations in Alaska where I'm at and it's, you know, having the bigger body or the, like, that's another version of trying to hide because it keeps them safe. And there's some, and I've experienced this. So some like being, you know, too attractive in whatever realm of how we define that is like scary because it makes you vulnerable to, to other things. And so that's another, I don't have answers for this yet, but just another thing to recognize and like how we get to where we are and why we have these kind of negative conversations rolling around in our heads. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's such an interesting perspective, that piece of sort of safety that we hold on to by allowing ourselves, helping ourselves to, to grow this, this body that you know, we're grateful for because it keeps us safe, but we're also disgusted with, and then it's this whole just like mixed up emotions and to then try to go out and create impact in the world or follow your dreams or any of that stuff. Like you're, you're too tired by the time you leave the house every day. And I just, I think about the amount of time and the amount of energy and the amount of money that we as women spend trying to change our containers and how if we took all that time and energy and money and put it towards building a life of our dreams and pursuing our goals, we, we could change the world. But we're all just so busy in the mirror, like picking at our skin and, you know, mad about our wrinkles. And we just be free of that. Just get out there because the world needs us. The world needs our voices. The world needs our power, especially right now. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ooh, I just got chills talking. I think oh. we're on the same, the same like bigger picture of like, you know, women yeah. over the world. Not really, but kind of. You know, I, right. I think we consistently like whether it's been societal constructs or religion or you know, and I'm, you know, I have faith, but I I think we've screwed so much of our society up with how we've interpreted certain things. Um, you know, we really have to we have to step in and lead and and let our light shine this quote comes up all the time but <laughs> Marianne Williamson told us so so we're gonna do it <laughs> right yeah yeah and it, it, it's in there it's in there and you know there's that when then statements you know when my bank account says this then I'll live this way when the scale says this then I'll live this way uh, but if we can just live that way already 
some of that other stuff has a tendency to fall into place. Yeah. And, you know, who's to say you can't live the life of your dreams today in this body? Yeah. Yeah. Or with this bank account or any of those things. Exactly. I'm going to assert the life of our dreams has nothing to do with how we look or the things that we have. It's, you know, about our experience. It's true. How we look, honestly, our body, it's the least interesting thing about us. We have so many other gifts to give to the world. And this is just the the container that carries us around to do all of those amazing things. Very true. I love it. All right. So we're going to start to shift our language. Mm-hmm. And bring yes. Some empowering thoughts. And I, I love what you said of breaking, like you don't have to love all yourself and all the pieces all at once, but you can find, you know, it's, you love the color of your eyes or. Right. Yes. Smile or like the, you know, absolutely loves my butt. So, you know, <laughs> when I wear leggings, he's like, Ooh, we're having a good butt day today. Like, right. like, okay, I'll try to love my butt too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Other people see it and admire it and, you know, we, we need to as well and appreciate, appreciate what we have because it's, I mean, the human body is incredible really like what it can do and how all the pieces work together is it's really, it's really beyond my scope of understanding. I said, I'm an English teacher, not a science teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Well, even for those, like I've studied that I actually have a degree in comparative literature, so we're a bit on the same level, but but I also did, you know, the chiropractic route and I've done a lot of you know, learning the science and all that. There's so much that we don't understand and that, Mm -hmm. you know, and the ability that like, honestly, what limits us, I've talked about this before, um, is, you know, it's our mind, like our body is capable of far more than we allow ourselves to realize. And the thing that holds us back is our, our mind and our mindset. I learned that, you know, running marathons and training for a half Ironman, like, Uh Cause I'm crazy, but yeah. <laughs> that's when I was in my 20s. I, I wasn't going to say it. But... <laughs> um, I don't do that anymore, but anyways, you know, and even like just looking at childbirth, I mean, what yeah. our bodies are capable of and that regardless of whether you use, you know, some stuff to help you along with it or not, like that yeah. is incredible and amazing. And, you know, I, that's a whole other conversation of where we need to re-empower ourselves and surround, you know, yeah. Like we have the ability to birth another human being. That's insane when you think about it. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) Bring them into the world and they are alive. Yes. Yes. And then keeping them alive becomes the real trick. Yes. I've got four boys in my household. So I relate to (laughs) (laughs) multiple levels. Yes. So kind of in in bringing this around. Oh, I like this one. I was just looking over some of the things that you normally talk about. Um, how do we overcome these societal expectations and definitions around beauty? Let's talk about this. Cause I think this is, yeah. yeah, it is, it is huge. And I think for me, the, the part that really helped one was the language, but two was this, it's a construct, the societal construct of beauty. It's this someone somewhere decided this is how we define beauty. Mm-hmm. It is constantly changing. We can never possibly get it 100% right. So in my head, 
I'm, maybe that's kind of my all or nothing personality coming out, but why are we trying? Yeah. Like who, who, first of all, who made the decision? I, I just truly believe it's some old white dude up in an office somewhere who's like, Hey, that's beautiful. And we all went, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. But like who, why does he get to decide? And, and for me, that's again, that empowering piece. I actually get to decide. I, we, we as a collective get to decide. Mm-hmm. That, that guy's out. We're in. And, and we have the power. We have the control to define beauty in all kinds of ways. And it, it's actually really exciting that we can take that power back, you know, and, and empower each other. Like, make normal the conversation of I like my butt instead of the normal that is I can't eat that cupcake or I'll gain an inch of my hips or I'm bad if I eat that. Like, Let's get rid of that conversation and bring in like where women walk into a room and be like, I look fantastic today, you know, and because we get to decide, we get, we get to decide. And when I sit on a, a beach, for example, I think the spectrum of bodies is incredible. And I think each of those bodies is beautiful. And I use the beach because I get to see most of the body in a beach setting. Right. <laughs> so I, I, and I just think it's incredible how the human body can look so different and in so many ways, shapes and forms, but yet each one is magic. It's magic. And yet the hard part of that is that each one of those people in their heads is thinking they're not good enough because some picture on a magazine gave them that impression but if we could get our voices out there as a collective and say no no all y'all are beautiful (laughs) that's enough nonsense you know it's it's in our power it's in our control we just we just all need to speak out and and step out and put ourselves in uncomfortable positions and just make it happen I love it yeah Savannah and Dana. The other thing I was thinking about, you know, when you said that we're all really good at like complimenting other people and saying, Oh, I love your dress or I love this, or, you know, I love your, your shirt and the flowers, like all that. But if anyone says that back to me, I'm always like, Oh no, no, no. Or I'll, I'll, you know, verbalize some reason why I don't look good or, you know, not like we don't accept the compliment. So I think like, in addition to that, you know, I love that you said like walking in the room and be like, I look damn good. Like, why not? I mean, I, let's all be Lizzo, right? Absolutely. Why are we not doing that? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. learn to accept it from others when they tell us that. Like, you know, I think when when we shift what's within us, that should come through. But yeah. Exactly. And that comes with the language piece too. And that's another tool in the tool belt is when you hear someone say something kind about your human or your body or your soul Mm -hmm. to take a really deep breath and say thank you yeah that's all thank you we um i know especially as canadians we have this innate need to compliment back (laughs) (laughs) we just have to like yeah you you too you know but yeah the person didn't tell us that with the intention of receiving something. They, t- they gave us that as a gift. They gave it to us. And it's our, it's our job to accept it. And the best way to accept it is to just say thank you. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, maybe the dress has pockets and that's wonderful. <laughs> but you don't need to point it out when someone tells you they like it. They probably like it because of the pockets. So yeah. just, say, just say thank you, period. I really like that. The pause, the deep breath. Mm-hmm. I was just reading um, the book Essentialism. I don't know if you've you've heard of this, but uh, one of the parts, he, it's all about saying no and learning to like really, you know, have more control over your schedule, which is a different different. Mm-hmm topic altogether but you know he talks about that pause like giving yourself the pause of just you know and that's essentially what that is is the pause like just acknowledge say thank you don't start moving on to the you know next and this is especially true of high performers like we don't acknowledge jack and we're just like okay what's next it's like oh you just got a phd okay what's next like yeah you know literally (laughs) but um you know so i think that's that's really powerful too it's just learning that like accepting it accepting it taking it yeah Mm -hmm. and the next step from that is one day believing it Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah so how do we take this and because i know you're a personal trainer as part of what you do and then also do some coaching so and so many of us you know we're like driven by I need to work out. I want to lose weight. And it has nothing to do with, I just want to be healthy and strong. And, and that was my other thing is like, you know, if we can bring the definition of beauty into like your energy and how strong you are and like how great you feel inside of yourself and not necessarily what size pants you wear and what you look like mm-hmm. in the mirror. Like, I think that's a, a shift that we need to make, but in that, like, where do you put the exercise piece? into mm-hmm. the mindset if that makes sense because I know I've been capable of using it in really jacked up screwed up ways so that's yeah, for sure I think I think we all have to a certain degree and mm-hmm. um what I love is that you know we our body just like our life goes through seasons and what I think fitness does is support the body through whatever season it's going through and my fitness classes when we when we do work out together um, are very much about gratitude for the body and meeting the body where it is today and getting a little bit stronger each and every day and we we focus really on strength um there there is no diet culture allowed conversations allowed in in my workout classes and we work really hard on um, supporting each other because A lot of women are held back from fitness because of the fear of comparison Mm -hmm. and they don't want to look weak or they don't want to look silly or they don't want to look incapable. Mm -hmm. And what I think is really important is that movement is accessible to any and all bodies. That's not true. Not any and all bodies. Do you know what I mean? If you are able bodied, then it is accessible. Yeah. Um, But movement should be about joy Mm -hmm. rather than movement for punishment or movement for shrinking movement should be about joy and and there are people in the world who who hate working out who don't want to work out who in the traditional sense who don't want to lift weights i love lifting weights i love lifting strong big heavy things and feeling stronger Uh, But that's not for everyone. But I think we need to sort of redefine what we mean by movement and fitness. We don't have to run a marathon, although high five to all those people who have or will ever. I I did a half marathon once and I'll 
never do it again. <laughs> Everyone said, oh, you'll be addicted. You'll run all the time. I was like, no, I won't. <laughs> I'm going to hang up those shoes. <laughs> for you. Yeah, but it's just redefining what movement is. And movement is health. Movement is happiness. Movement is clearing your mind, strengthening your heart, strengthening your lungs in a way that is joyful for you. And we do work on that in my membership group. We've we've done learned a TikTok dance. We've gone to a trampoline park. Yeah. We've done a bungee class, fitness class. We aerial yoga, like we're, we're doing all the things and trying all the things because it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. It's not supposed to be torture. And that's, you know, when you get into the, like, go hard or go home and all or nothing. And if you're not, if you can the next day still walk down the stairs, you did not work hard enough. Mm -hmm. That that's the scary mentality. That's where we get into like, what are you really moving your body for? And then what do you think will change for you when you get to that place that you're trying to get to? Because as we said earlier, we know that nothing changes. Yeah. And like I said, I've been, this is just kind of a humorous story, you know, in chiropractic school, it, I went to school with a bunch of meatheads, right? It was like meatheads and then all the girls. And, well, I think we're the only ones who had any intelligence, but we had this group that, that would work out. We called ourselves uh, club, get you some, but the school wouldn't let us actually name it that. So it was like, we were the pirates or something officially, but unofficially we were club, get you some. Um, but, you know, I remember we would do that on Saturdays and like, I'd spend until at least Wednesday the next week. Like I literally there was one workout I had to use the handicap stall for almost a week because oh. I couldn't sit down to go pee because my quads were so <laughs> torched from what we did oh, and like that's just where it stops being fun and stops and you know I think so many of us are in this mentality of you know and still with the weight loss thing it's like eat less work out more I talk about how all of that is backwards and screwed mm -hmm. up and you need to not do it because you're hurting yourself and continuing the stress cycle that we all have going on and I've we've talked about this ad nauseum on the show but I keep bringing it up so maybe someone will listen someday right? <laughs> <You know>? yeah <laughs> but we have to like I love that coming at it from like what movement feels good. Like what's fun. What do you, you know, if you don't want to show up and do a hit workout, then don't, but go for a walk or, you know, for some people, you know, running for me, I took like this almost 10 year hiatus after my marathon. Cause I got injured and then I would try to go run and just like mentally, I did not have the mm -hmm. power to get my body to do what I wanted it to do. So I was just like, okay, I need to not do this. And that was largely due to a lot of stress, but you know, but it, it always was something that I really enjoyed if I could like get my mindset out of what my splits were, how far I was running or any of that. And so this past few months, I've really not now, cause it's like already 22 below where I'm at, but it's, yeah. you know, I've approached running of like, you know, I'll jog if I want to, and I won't worry about my pace and, you know, I'll walk if I want to, but it just feels good to move my body in that way. Like I, I missed that piece of it, but yeah. it's, you know, we have to completely shift that mindset and there might be something else where you feel really good pushing yourself and that's cool, but it right. also doesn't have to be the same every day. Like, you know, it's exactly. just, we have to move in some way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it should feel good. I mean, like I said, I like to lift heavy things. So sometimes it's hard, of course. 
Uh, but that's that's what brings me joy. So that's what I do, and that's what I love to do. But if someone calls and says, you want to go for a walk? Yes, please. You want to try this new aerial yoga class? Yes, please. Which again, it does come back to body image a little bit and being brave. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I could have said, uh, yeah, I'll try that class maybe when I like lose 20 pounds, then I'll, you know, I won't have to worry about the silk holding me up and all of those kinds of things. Well, let's just do it today. Let's just do it today. Why are we waiting? Why are we waiting? Let's just do it. Because you might find something you really love. Yeah, it's out there. It's a, I promise you it's out there. Like, And if you try something and you don't love it, don't quit. Keep Keep trying. Keep trying new things and new ways because there is something out there that you're going to love and that you're going to fall in love with. And I, I used to say the same thing to the teenage boys in my class who said they hated reading. Just keep trying. You're going to find an author. You're going to find a series that you absolutely fall in love with. And the same is true for movement. Just keep yeah. trying. Yeah. Yeah. And, and give yourself grace and to not love things. If you are not a runner, that's okay. Yeah. If you are not a weightlifter, that's okay. And, and there's nothing bad about that. And you don't deserve any berating. You don't deserve any negativity because that activity is not for you. Everybody's body is entirely different and unique. And you get to find what works for you. I love it. It's so true. And I approach, you know, approaching fitness this way. Awesome and perfect. This is coming out. We're recording this early, obviously, but it'll be out kind of in the new year. So all of you who set ridiculous yes. New Year's resolutions, hopefully you didn't if you listen to the show, because I'm setting you up not to. But you know, make the the commitment like once a week you try something new. Why not? Mm-hmm. You know, for as long as you can find new things to try. Like that is something that's sustainable and I would get excited about. So, yes. And it's yeah. fun and new and different. Keeps you going, keeps you on your toes. And yeah, I love that. Absolutely. So, and you kind of bring this full circle because I try to keep these bite-sized so that people have time to listen. <laughs> um, right. One, one shot. And um, is there anything else we haven't touched on that you know you feel like is valuable or important inside of this body image fitness mindset conversation we've been having? I mean, there's so much I feel like I could talk all day. <laughs> yeah. Um and I, I'm just really grateful that that people are even having these conversations and that people are listening to these conversations. I think that's a huge step in the right direction for for women and for society. So I'm I'm grateful um, to be having these conversations. I think I think the the most important thing for people to understand is that language piece. Let's really take a minute and evaluate the language that we're using towards ourselves, towards our ability, towards our bodies, towards how we show up in relationships. Let's just really stop and think about that language. And is there any small little shifts that we can make um, today to to create a better tomorrow for ourselves? Um, And the other thing is just that, you know, you, you were born and therefore you are valuable. You, you don't have to earn it. You don't have to look a certain way to feel it. It's you just innately have value. And, and the world really, really does need you right now. So, you know, let's start with the language piece and then let's maybe enjoy a, 
a naked dance party in our bathroom and then <laughs> let's put on some shorts and a bikini top and let's go to the beach like let's do it let's change the world together I love it that's such a great image yeah. <laughs> and so important and I, I think it important piece that we we already shared but just to kind of recap and bring full circle you don't have to believe it yet you just have to start somewhere and that's i mean it's been a long time of you telling yourself these terrible things you're not going to wake up tomorrow and and believe every positive thing about your body that comes out of your mouth that's just not realistic so it's time it takes time and and you need to give yourself some grace in the process know that you'll wake up and have some bad body days and that doesn't mean you failed it means you now have the tools to work through that day. And each day you'll get stronger and it's a, you know, mm-hmm. your mindset is a tool that you build. And mm-hmm. even those of us that work on it consistently still have days. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Have days. Yeah. We've got the tools to get through them and not let it ruin, you know, the next five years or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, how can our listeners connect with you and get more terror in their lives? I am um, mostly present on Instagram. Instagram's where I spend a good portion of my free time. Um, and that is Transform with Tara on Instagram and Facebook as well. I'm TWT, Transform with Tara. Um, I also have a website, transformwithtara.com. And yeah, please reach out. I would love to have these conversations with anyone and any, everyone that wants to have them. I am, I am open. I would love to hear from you. It would be amazing. Awesome. And we'll put all that in the show notes. So there's links for everyone to find, but Tara, thank you so much for coming on and just open it. In some ways, I feel like this is Pandora's box. It's the stuff no one talks about and we kind of bury, but we need to just unearth it, bring it up and like you said, transform it into something new. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome to chat with you. Thank you for tuning in to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and also leave us a review. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in the Emergent Women Community Group on Facebook for the chance to interact with me live once a week and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become the vibrant, energetic, and on-fire version of yourself we all know is under there. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about. Mm-hmm.